0: Forge your papers, rev your motorbike and use the secret pouches in your trousers to spread dirt around the compound. We're talking The Great Escape on episode 74 of Have You Seen. Hello again, inmates from the internet. Um, Yes, it's episode 74 of Have You Seen and we're talking The Great Escape. At the other end of the table is Tom named after an escape tunnel web. Yeah. And I am Kieran, not a dick or a Harry LaFord.
1: Wow,
0: boy, behave yourself. Um, yeah, it transpired that I hadn't seen The Great Escape. So yeah, which is crazy. I mean, you must have seen a bit of it. I've. We'll talk about this as we go on, but yeah. I've actually seen a lot of it. It right. turns out, mostly towards the end. Okay. It was the beginning that I hadn't seen. Right. But yes. Anyway, when we were at uh, Shea Web last week. Mm-hmm. Uh. Last week, two no, weeks ago, two weeks, two ago. weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago now. I think. Probably, it's a long um, time. I, I was allowed to choose my own pitch mm. from the wall of DVDs. Yes, uh, in the web compound,
1: yeah, which you can see in the video, which is uh, it's on Facebook. It is on Facebook. Yeah. I will try and find, find the YouTube, YouTube login details,
0: yeah. and when I do, all the videos that have gone on Facebook are on YouTube. Yeah,
1: I wonder if maybe we should just start again with YouTube. Oh, I don't know.
0: Maybe I don't know. I'll a think it might about be it. Easier. When we've actually, got, we'll talk about our time pressures. Yeah. Uh, later on, but yes. uh, when I, yeah, when I actually have time, then I'll think about doing something yeah, with yeah. the YouTube channel. Um, so yes, I was allowed to choose, mm-hmm. and I pick I picked like a short list of five. Yeah. One was booted out for reasons I can't remember.
1: Oh, I hadn't seen it
0: there we go it was Hudson Hawk oh Hudson Hawk that's right because Tom hadn't seen it so yeah. there were four left and yeah. Tom instinctively went for the great escape
1: yeah there were uh, the, uh, the other ones we have were The Losers The Last Stand and Knockabout yes um, uh,
0: and the more I think about it the more I think it, I have actually seen Knockabout
1: I think you have yeah. it might be a fun one to I cover get it confused
0: anyway. with um, the other one with Samuel and then Prodigal Son Prodigal Son which yes. I've definitely seen
1: yeah um yeah they were made about the same time. I think yeah. I think all of those other movies probably in the same month. Uh, probably yeah. All of those other movies we will cover because uh certainly the losers and um Knockabout mm. were on my list. Mm. Knockabout obviously I wasn't sure if mm. you really had I'm pretty sure you've seen it but we could we could do a refresher episode. Yeah. Um and Last Stand I actually watched and, and quite enjoyed that so I, 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 we could probably cover that as well at some mm. point. So it was a good good little uh, yeah, there were actually even movies.
0: more than that. I probably could have gone on to about 20 or so. Right. I okay. I made a long list while right. you were out of the room. Right. Okay. Uh, and then I kind of just like, this is too many and went yeah. back and pushed some in. So yeah. we ended up with those five remaining. Yeah. Um. But we're here to talk about The Great Escape. Yes. Which I think, because I have a lot of talking to do, mm. you should probably sum up. Yeah. Because okay. you know it inside out.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, The Great Escape is probably one of the greatest war movies ever made. Uh, it's based on a true story um it's about the biggest single escape attempt i think made during the second world war where the allied forces attempted to break i think it was 200 they claimed to 250 250 yeah Yeah. 250 prisoners out in one escape Hmm. which i mean is phenomenal Hmm. i mean i'm a i'm a huge fan of the uh True life escape stories from the mm. Second World War. You know, I particularly Colditz and uh, the Wooden Horse and mm. the Great Escape. They're all these amazing stories, and this one in particular uh, is is great for a movie because of the huge ensemble cast that it gives you, and it's such an it, it's one of those things that if you if you just made the movie, you'd think it was probably impossible. Mm. Yet the fact that they nearly succeeded. Mm. And it was spoiler. It, well, yeah, spoiler. <laughs> <clears throat> um, it, it's one of those things. It, it, it's really kind of uh, I don't know. It's, it's definitely worth a watch. So, it's uh, the, the the basic premise follows the escape committee. Really, mm. um, you have uh, Richard Attenborough who plays uh, Bartlett or Big mm-hmm. X, and he's the man that orchestrates it all. And then you have the senior British officer who kind of oversees it but keeps a little bit distant because. He can't be too involved. Hmm. Um, then you have a whole host of characters, all of which have their own kind of specialty uh, skill, if you hmm. like. You have um, uh, Hendley, the scrounger, played by James Garner, and it's his job was to get all of the contraband and things that they need to do these attempts. Mm. So anything, you know, to get documents that they can then yeah. forge and, and all of that kind of stuff, that, that's his job. Uh, you've got... Even um- down
0: to, like, he's coordinating... Stealing the wood off the panelling from exactly. the inside of the yeah. huts to yes. use to make the braces in the tunnels.
1: Yeah, so he's the guy that sources the materials yeah. and, and everything that they need um, and, and kind of charms the, the German guards when he needs to. Um, you have Danny the Tunnel King, which is Charles Bronson, who is he's an expert tunneler, mm. uh, And he... he pretty much is just tunnelling and tunnelling and tunnelling and dealing with cave-ins and all that kind Mm. of stuff. Uh, You've got Blythe the Forger, played by Donald Pleasance, and he's the the guy that teaches everyone how to make their documents. And Mm. he's, you know, he's... um He's a. I think his official job is in aerial reconnaissance, and he happened to be on a joyride, got shot down, and mm. that's that's how he's ended mm. up in there. You've got uh, Cedric, played by James Coburn. He's the guy that builds the stuff. He's the one that makes the air pumps and the, tr- the little mm. the little trolley system that they have. Uh, then you've got uh, Ashley Pitts, who's played by David McCallum. His job is, what the hell do you do with 50 tons of earth? Yes. I mean, how do you hide <laughs> 50 tons of earth? Yeah. And it's incredible. The, mm. Like I say, the ingenuity is amazing. Um, then you have uh, McDonald, uh, who's played by Gordon Ramsay. He's intelligence. So it's, he's he's kind of number not played by Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Jackson. Why did I say Ramsay?
0: I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I read the name Ramsey there somewhere. Uh, he's neither shouty chef. <laughs> yeah, he is, yeah, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? That would be fantastic. Um so yeah, it's he he he's intelligent. So he, it's it's up to him to kind of make sure that all of this is being done in secret and he's effectively mm. the number two to to Bartlett. Um and then you've got uh Willie, played by John Layton, who's also a tunnel king. He he works with Danny. Um and then You've got Cavendish, the surveyor, who's played by Nigel Stock, and it's his job to make sure that they're going in the right direction mm-hmm. and they're going the right distance and that everything is measured properly. Um, you've got uh, Ives, the mole, mm-hmm. uh, and he's an, uh, like this tiny little uh, Scottish man. Four. Yeah, and he and, uh, he and he's ready to go at a moment's notice and try anything.
0: Yeah, he's almost getting... He's almost getting kind of cabin fever, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is. Yeah. yeah,
1: he's 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 on that borderline of, mm, of yeah. He's likely going to crack up. Yeah, he's been in, in he's been in a prisoner of war for three years, yeah. and he's made numerous attempts. Um, and then finally, I guess we get to Hiltz, played by Steve McQueen, who is the cooler king. Mm. And he, a bit like Ives, he's just like he's this cool guy, and will just go. for He sees an opportunity, goes for it, and mm. more often than not ends up in solitary confinement, chucking his baseball at the wall. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you've got obviously the, the Germans as well, um, who I think are represented reasonably well in this. Yeah, film. we'll talk
0: about that later on as well. There's, uh, you yeah. know,
1: there's uh, well, you kind. It's interesting. You kind of it, they kind of split them into the Germans who run the camp and the Gestapo, and it's very yeah. much the Gestapo are the bad guys, yes. but the Germans who run the camp aren't so much. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, the, they're just ordinary soldiers doing their jobs. Yes, whereas yeah. it's, the, it's the Gestapo who are pulling the strings exactly. and making them do these awful all things. things yeah. Yeah. So
1: you've got the Commandant, uh, Von Luger, who's mm. played by Hans Messinmer, uh, and uh, Werner the Ferret, who's played by Robert Graf. Mm. Uh, they're the two kind of key Germans that yes. you need to, to keep track of. But I think, I know I've rattled through that, but that's, that's a cast, all of which, or pretty much most of which at that time, would have had reasonable star quality. Mm um certainly if not then afterwards mm. um and i just for me it's one of those perfect bank holiday sunday afternoon movies you mm. stick it on it takes 3 hours to watch it cuz it's 172 minutes yeah, or whatever yeah yeah that's and- something
0: i noticed like when i put the disc in i pressed the info button on my dvd player yeah. it tells me how long there is left yeah and i'm like 2 hours and 43 <laughs> minutes yeah. what the fuck is going on because last week you went, oh, it's over two hours. So I thought, yeah, like two hours ten. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, no I can problem. Re- it's like two and three quarter hours <laughs> yeah. long.
1: I didn't remember it being quite that long. But yeah, then I, th- yeah. I don't think it. I, I don't think it lags at any point in that. I find it. Quite, it's quite engaging for that mm. amount of time. But like I say, it's a good kind of chill out. Just watch it. Movie. Yeah.
0: Well, I um uh, I tried to watch it in that spirit. Yeah. So I put it on a Sunday. I loaded up with snacks and drinks, and I yeah. watched it on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. It was um, a bit
1: like the way I pitched you Airport all the way back in episode two, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the same sort of movie. Yeah. They're long, there's a lot going on, it's entertaining, and mm. you just kind of let it yeah happen in front of you. Mm. Um. So, yeah, I guess you. I need to know what you thought and what you want to talk about, really. Um. Overall, mm.
0: I really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah. Uh, one of those ones, far more than I was expecting to. Oh, that's really good. It's a two and three quarter hour film. Yeah. Um, I have written maybe half a page of notes. Oh, that that which I meant say, I was watching it. Yeah, the whole Yeah, that's time. a
1: good sign, I think, for a yeah. movie like this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I prefer it gets better as
1: it goes on. The first half an hour, I kind of struggled with a bit. Mm. We've because, got to learn all the people and the characters, yeah. and there's a in that fir, the like within the first fifteen minutes of them going in the ta- in in the camp. I think there's like six escape attempts. because yeah. everyone's just like, yeah, let's get out as quick as we can. Yeah. People jumping in trucks. Yeah, and it, it all kicks off.
0: Yeah, there's but, McQueen trying his little trick with the baseball yeah. to find the blind spot between the towers. Yeah. and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's kind of it's a really dense first half an hour mm. to try and set up all of these characters because, like you said. Not only have you got all your heroes, yeah. you've also got to get to know the main Germans. Absolutely, as well. yeah. Yeah. Um And there's some things that just that didn't seem right to me. Right. Like how cordial the commandant is with the senior British officer.
1: Oh no, that's very true to life. Yeah,
0: but it doesn't seem I'm like I was thinking this is a prison camp. Mm. Um it's like
1: you're not nice. Why are you being nice to these people? Because More often than not, the inmates would outnumber the guards Mm. quite significantly, Mm. and also the Germans are incredibly strictly bound by the Geneva Convention. Mm. So, yeah, I did think of that. They, 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 they were always in. I've watched um, a lot of. uh, There was a series from the seventies, late seventies, early eighties called uh, Colditz, which was about Colditz. And again, Mm. the commandant in that he's very similar character. Mm. He's there. He has to do this job, but you know, if any of these people kind of come to harm in his care. Hmm. he gets just as much flack. Yeah. You know, it's like you'd think they'd just leave them there to rot. Yes, yeah, so he'd get
0: more, more flak than if he killed them on the battlefield.
1: Exactly, when you consider what the Germans were doing in the concentration camps I think and all of that kind I think that where my stuff. confusion lied because yeah. I kind of... Well, exactly, <laughs> It's yeah. so
0: bad, but I kind of equated the POW camp with being mm. like... The Concentration camp, yeah, no, no, they it, were. I expected the conditions were, to be harsher, no, they if that were, makes sense. And well, it all seemed it, it seemed a bit too light and fluffy to start with,
1: yeah. I think that the conditions was, I mean, certainly in Europe, were not as you know, they weren't light and fluffy. And I would imagine the winters were pretty harsh, but yeah. they're, they're nothing compared to, say, the Japanese camps, no, which, no, I suppose um, not, were, were, were not bound by the mm. Geneva Convention. And that was a pretty horrific place to be, I yeah. think. But, um, I think from what I can gather, these are. From what I know, that this kind of representation is obviously it's entertainment, yeah. but it's reasonably mm. kind of accurate as to you know I think I think um, from accounts of people during the Second World War who who encountered actual Germans, mm. the the relationships between them day to day were like if if they were dealing with them were actually quite cordial because you know, yeah. they're just other people and you just in that situation you just have to get on with it.
0: Yeah, you just have to realize who's boss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. But it was things like when they all get
0: off the trucks at the beginning. Mm. It's like they're going on a holiday. It's like they've all decamped in Butlins.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. like,
0: why is there one bloke who's allowed to bring a guitar in? Yeah. <laughs> That
1: Kind of thing, yeah. yeah well, where why, why does Hills have his baseball glove? Yeah, well, it was because it's that fine line of, yeah. if you keep them happy, then they might not try and escape. And <laughs> yeah. if you it, it's a really kind of odd situation, yeah. Um, and also, I think from the allied's point of view, it's like you, you, you know, you don't let the bastards see you get you're getting down, you yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. to, you know, you act like it's nothing, and then it kind of, yeah, you know, reinforces your position. Sort yeah, of well, thing. that's one of Bartlett's
0: like Bartlett's initial thing is, you know, we're gonna. We're going to do all the things they expect they they tell us to do, what they not what they expect us to do. So we're yeah. going to play the we're going to play the games in the exercise yard. We're going to do choir practice. We're yeah. going to we're going to garden. We're going to grow vegetables. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and basically, we're going to bore the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, when they're not expecting it, then we're going to escape. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always forget about the theme tune. Yes. and how awfully jolly it is! Yeah, for a, absolutely. Well, for again, a prisoner of war escape move. That movement.
1: was the whole thing about keeping the men's morale up. Yeah. because as soon as the morale goes, then that's it. You, you've got a completely useless group of people. You know, you can't persuade them to do the things they need to do at the time they need to do it. Because um, once they, you know, once they get out of that camp, they are in an incredibly dangerous environment. Mm. So you've got to kind of keep everyone up upbeat and happy yeah. and not thinking about all of that and mm. not thinking about their loved ones back home and you've got to try and keep them mm. entertained and, and that's why you've got all of that like the whole 4th of July sequence which I think was based on a actually a group of Brits that did that one Christmas they mm. managed to scrounge a load of stuff and turn it into alcohol mm. um, yeah I, th- I always find it quite fascinating
0: mm. the, the commandant throwing a tantrum essentially when the, the senior British guy I wish I could remember his name uh, uh, uh the SBO. Yeah, yeah. He, when he uh, he's,
1: uh hang on, I have it right here. Da, 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 da. Where is he? Uh Ramsey. Yeah. That's where I saw that name. There you go. Yeah. Ramsey. Um, played uh, by James Donald.
0: There you go. Um and, and it's at the beginning, and like I said, that was the bit it was a bit weird because they were being all nice to each other. These two men who really should have you know, who in any other circumstance would be trying to kill each other yeah. during the Second World War. Absolutely yeah. um, and they're being, they're being quite friendly and business-like, but but the commentant is like, you mustn't try to escape. Please don't try to escape. Like he's
1: talking to small children that have just, like, who've just... Yeah, it's like, you'll make my life so awkward if you try and escape. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and Ramsay's just basically, well, that's what we have to do. We are bound to do that. Yes, yes. They, Um,
0: they, They repeat it more than once. It's their duty to it's their duty it's to duty escape. escape and yeah. if they can't escape it's their duty to make as life as difficult as possible Absolutely. for the german army yeah. yeah yeah
1: and i think to some point the, the germans kind of accepted that and mm. that's why they ended up with, with colditz was because that was that was the naughty boy <laughs> the basically Borskel. yeah that was basically everyone who's who a multiple escape offender mm. generally ended up in colditz mm. um and that, that's and then you end up with all of these Geniuses at uh, escaping. Yeah, see, there's the floor in that all plan. in one place. <laughs> yeah. and some of the stuff they did in there was unbelievable. Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely crazy.
0: Yeah, um I love all the details in the distraction techniques and the escape methods. Mm. Yeah, so, that's um, what I love too. Matching, matching the rhythm of the pick on the concrete to the guy yeah. hammering the stake in the ground outside. Yeah. Um, matching the rhythm of. Uh, uh Of the twelve days of Christmas during the choir practice with the ham <laughs> with the where they're where they're making the uh yeah pipe parts P- parts yeah 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 um
1: I love the bit in that sequence when the German comes over and he's like, it's a bit early for Christmas songs, and walk off. Yeah. And they kind of really aggressively sing five gold rings at him as he leaves. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like this really kind of like,
0: you know. Well, I thought that was going to pay off and they would be rumbled for that because they do that twice. Right, The guy comes back twice and I thought, okay, well, third time, he's going to clock on that it's a bit weird that they're singing Christmas yeah. songs and go and investigate. Yeah, But that didn't happen. Um, I also like the, the method for keeping the stove going as well. Yeah. Because they did, they, uh, yeah, the they chief, it the chief they, tunnel they, is the, called Tom. Yeah. And they dig it out underneath the stove. Yeah. By picking it up with two sl- two slats of wood with bits cut out yeah. to go under the, handles, yeah. the bit at the top. Yeah. I'm not an expert on stoves, <laughs> as you might guess. Right. Shuffle it over. Stick a modified tin can on the pipe to extend it, an it and angle. make the connection. Yeah, yeah. To give it an angle. So it keeps pumping smoke out, of the, yeah, out of the hut. You know, you wouldn't expect that at all. No. And that's brilliant. Mm. Um, I liked that. Ives and Hiltz uh, mm. come up with an escape plan in the cooler. Yes, like a two-man, yeah, the mole plan, which
1: sounds terrifying. Yeah, absolutely yeah. terrifying.
0: Um, and I like that you don't need to see that fail. No, but you're to- you're totally going to do it. You're totally going to do it tonight. Yeah, all the rest of it. The next thing you see
1: is it cuts back to the cooler, and two extremely dirty <laughs> yeah. men are pushed back into their cells. Yeah, I, there's a lot of humour with those two particularly when they're being taken to the cooler mm. I, lo- I love the bit where they go the first time and uh you see them walking in mm. and and uh they wait patiently the doors open steve mm. mcqueen walks in the guy shuts the door then he opens it again and steve mcqueen hands him back his keys yes and it's like loads of little touches like yeah. that i thought were really. it nice. was at that
0: point that i realized oh okay this is a comedy as well yeah yeah which i wasn't expecting like i said I, it's a, it's a prison camp movie i was expecting something harsher yes yeah. Um but it no, has there's l- there's moments. lots of yeah, it does but mm. there's also lots of comedy in there. Yes, very much uh, And overall so. it's very well put together. Yeah,
1: I love the slapstick moment where where Hiltz is grabbing the bed slats to shore up the tunnels. Mm. And he's got that hu- I mean he's absolutely laden. Yeah. Barely can walk under the weight of mm. all those slats. And as he's walking out Cavendish who's been mm. doing the choir comes bumbling in moaning oh they you know they're not singing it right. I told them to sing this sing that and he just charges past Hiltz almost knocking him over. Yeah. And Hiltz wants to warn him about the beds and sort of says oh Cavendish and Mm. gets ignored and Mm. then he jumps on the top bunk of a triple bunk Mm. and just goes straight through all three. It's almost like Jackie Chan-esque the way he
0: goes through the three of them. Yeah. Um, I also liked in that sequence and some other stuff actually that the cool guy Steve McQueen in places is willing to make himself look a bit stupid. Yes. So like not being the tough guy and easily lifting all that wood no. like, r- and struggling to get yeah. down the corridor with it, even before Cavendish has shown up, like yeah. kind of realising he's bitten off more than he can chew yeah. by being the <laughs> macho guy and bringing all <laughs> this wood back with him. Yeah. Uh, and they do stuff like that a couple more times as well, yeah. which I liked. Um, Charles Bronson. Mm-hmm. I really liked him in this. He's he really good, isn't the, he? Him and uh, Attenborough, I think, were the standout performers. This is like right, a okay. Steve McQueen film. It is. But I he think and Attenborough, I think, give the best performances. I think
1: McQueen is uh, it's one of his essential cool performances. Mm. and he, But he's, he does exactly what you expect. Whereas I think you're yeah. right. I think Bro, uh, uh, Charles Bronson brings a lot of... Um, Emotion to his performance, particularly when he gets the claustrophobia. I was going to say,
0: once they start revealing the claustrophobia, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Incidentally, that is drawn from his real life. He was a coal miner. Yes, I read about that, and he did suffer occasionally from uh, claustrophobia and things like that. Which you know, and then to go and do a movie like this. Mm. I remember going to the Imperial War Museum once when they had a special exhibition on about escapes.
0: (laughs) About Charles Bronson? No, not about
1: Charles Bronson. But they had. they had a little mock up of the tunnel that mm. was about three meters long that you could crawl through yeah. to see how big it was. And oh my God, I, you know, <laughs>
0: never, never again.
1: No, trying to do what was it, 300 feet or whatever yeah. it was? Oh, that must have been absolutely <laughs> terrifying.
0: 10 was enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bronson's Polish accent. Yes. Is he supposed to be Polish? I think I so. I think he is, yeah. yeah. Um, is better than James Coburn's Australian. James Coburn, I don't think, has ever seen or heard an Australian. Neighbours and Home and Away were quite clearly not around in
1: 1963. Hang on a second. What are you looking for? I was just trying to see. I want to see if I can look up James Coburn.
0: Because James Coburn was supposed to be an Australian... But his Australian accent consists of sounding like James Coburn and occasionally saying "mate" and "bloody," and that's yeah. it.
1: Yeah. No, I was just trying to work out where he was from. He's from Nebraska. Saying, if he actually turns out to be Australian, yeah. then I'll be surprised. Because I don't know why. I always kind of thought he might be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's, he's, but I um,
0: thought they were kind of. I thought at the beginning because he has the he has the pretend fight with the Canadian. Yeah, and I thought they were messing about with accents because he puts on this terrible right, Australian yeah, accent, yeah. and a clearly American guy just throws an, a boot into <laughs> yeah. a sentence to pretend to be Canadian, yeah. and then they have this fight. Yeah, um, yeah, and then it slowly dawned on me like, oh shit, his character is actually, actually supposed to be yeah. Australian, yeah. and I'm like,
1: no, I've never heard an Australian <laughs> sound like him in ever. That's one of the things I like about the movie is the fact that they they do kind of try and represent the gamut of the Allies yeah, rather I than did, just all Americans, or all Brits. I did or, read
0: that it was kind of, for lack of a better phrase, yanked up a bit. Mm-hmm. So, like, extra Americans were added. And so, like you said, yeah. the Christmas thing became the 4th of July celebration. Yeah. And that kind of thing. Um, the other thing I wrote about Charles Bronson was, he looks like someone as vigorously scrubs Danny Trejo. <laughs> yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah, or just pulled some wrinkles out. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. He does, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
0: Um, what else have I got? The escape itself. I'm skipping over a lot of the movie. Mm. But actually, the escape itself goes on for quite a while. Mm. It's well, pretty yeah. It's pretty real time. Mm. Yeah, once, well, they actually, you once they, what they dug were, the
1: tunnel and decide to go. What they were trying to achieve yeah. I mean, was pretty phenomenal, really. And mm. it, I mean, I can't imagine how long it would have taken them to get 250-odd people through no, that well, tunnel. In
0: the movie, they actually uh, claim that 76 got out. But, yeah, they aim mm. for 250. 76 actually got out of the tunnel Yeah. and then... Others were Various caught, things returned. happen to those people yeah. once they escape. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. The escape is really tense, especially the air raid. Yes. Uh, and Bronson's claustrophobia.
1: Yeah. I love the fact when the air raid happens, it's suddenly like, oh my God, you know oh crap it's an air raid mm. and then they suddenly realize hang on this will work to our advantage because they're going to switch the lights off let's yes. get everyone, out yeah, here, yeah, everyone yeah, out yeah and and it doesn't quite work and yeah, yeah i love that bit um I also i really like quite like the story of
0: uh james garner's character looking after donald Pleasants yes. after it's revealed that he's he's going blind
1: mm. that's really that's quite sweet it is very yeah. much so and uh, again uh james garner his character was based on himself he was uh he was in the korean war and he, he was a scrounger. That's that's what he did. And he brought all of that of luck, wasn't it? Yeah, he brought all of that to his thing. and I think his one of his performances is one of the best, particularly when he's with Werner and he's he's just eking bits of information out of him and just getting into him into a position where he can just turn to him and say, Oh, Werner, can you get me a camera? Yes. Uh, and it just you you know it's been building up to that point. Mm. And he just artfully just positions all of the players yeah. exactly where he wants them until they know that they have to give him what he wants. Mm. Um, I think that's really brilliant. And mm. again, D- uh, Donald Pleasance, another one. He was an actual POW during mm. the Second World War.
0: That's right. I read a story about him like offering advice mm. yeah. to the director and was politely told, keep your opinions to yourself until someone pointed out actually he was in one of these camps and then the, like, <laughs> yeah. then the director would listen to anything he had to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, one of the Germans watching Garner and Pleasance nick the plane... Yeah. Looks just like Phil Collins. <laughs> that really distracted me. One of the guys in the control tower on the really? phone. Yeah. Uh I didn't realise because this is the first time I've seen it start to finish, mm. I didn't realise the good luck thing right. was um Gordon Jackson's character being caught out by his own trick. Yes. Because they do yeah. they do a training exercise, don't they? Yeah. Where he uses that to yeah. catch one of them. like they like he's speaking in German and pretending to Look through yeah. their papers and all the rest of it, uh, and he just breaks and Says, "Oh, your German's very good." And the guy says, "Thank you very much." He's like, "Right, i well, have just shot you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that don't, never let it down. Always German. Yeah, and then that's his downfall as they get on the bus. Yeah,
1: absolutely. There is another little nice piece of trivia about good luck. Mm. Every time one of the prisoners is told good luck before they go on an escape attempt, they always fail. Hmm. And the ones like that break a leg, yeah, and the ones that don't get wished good luck, they're the ones that may succeed.
0: Interesting. Well, you see. I call this The Great Escape or The People You Don't Recognise Get Caught. Right, yeah. Because it's only the named actors who actually escape through the tunnel.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, we should talk
0: about the ending, I guess, really. Well, I'm trying to look. I've only actually got a couple more notes, which are, Dickie Attenborough doesn't half run like a Shakespearean stage lovey. (laughs) (laughs) When he has to, when, after Jackson gets caught and he legs it. Yeah. Yeah, and he's running over the rooftops. Yeah. Flailing about like a proper actor. (laughs) Yeah. Um... And we talked about the uh, the commandant mm. and how we said there was kind of, like, uh, I actually wrote down uh, there's humanity in the mm. commandant when he can't meet uh, Ramsey's eye when he's telling him about the massacre. Yeah. And he just says, you know, I'm only authorised to tell you that 76, I can't was it that it's, 50 well, of your uh, men uh, won't be coming back? Or yeah, it was like, I, th- I
1: think, I don't know how many, because some actually got away. Some were it caught. was Hang on. I, I it was only I a handful, out. I think. 200,
0: 250 were planned, seventy-six actually got out the tunnel. Yeah. Fifty were killed in the massacre, eleven yeah. were brought back, the rest are unaccounted for. Yeah. So I guess it's whats that? Is that 50, 15 people left yeah, over? Yeah, I think that's right. That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. And, and some of those uh, but those people who can, I'm trying to think who counts in that. The only person who's I think you actually see get killed but not in the, not in the, in the massacre, not in the massacre is, um, David McCallum after he tackles the Gestapo guy on the train platform. And gets shot in the back. And gets shot in the back. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, um, the, the massacre was actually one of the, um, one of the charges during the Nuremberg trials. Mm -hmm. It was, I mean, it was such a significant event that it was one of the specific charges that some of the Nazi high command were charged with murder of those 50 people breaking the Geneva convention. Mm. Um, so it kind of, if, Bef- go
0: on. You finish about the massacre because it's completely undercut. It. Right. I don't fine. Know if okay. you Have anything more to well, say on no, very serious subject No. What
1: I was going to say was the fact that it's 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 this movie. You kind of you're thoroughly enthralled and entertained mm. for that two hours and thirty minutes, and, mm. and then you get that massacre. And then there's and a then, war and crime. It's just like Jesus. Yeah. That you know it kind of. I think before they get out, the only kind of moment that's quite nasty is when Ives succumbs to his cabin fever and that's just right. jumps for the wire and gets shot and yes. he's literally just stuck on the wire yeah. being shot um, and I think that's the only moment where you kind of it rams home how serious the situation is until the point where people are getting mown down at the end yes. and it, you know it does kind of end on a bit of a downer in a way but a it's also bit. it's also kind of uplifting at the same way yeah. like it's very difficult to describe yeah, I find. yeah well, anyway, we know James Coburn yeah. makes it to Spain don't we yes yeah
0: yeah um Oh, the other person who gets killed is Donald Pleasance. Yes. He yeah, gets shot after accident. the plane comes down because yeah. he can't see the Nazis coming up the road. Yes, right, yeah. Um, yeah, my one final stupid note is uh, when Ives and Hiltz are talking through the wall of the cooler to yeah. start with, and he says, uh, what did you do in the States? He yeah. says, I was a student. Yeah. Or was it, I was in college yeah. and I wrote he looks 40 <laughs> yeah. there is no way that that man was yeah. just just happened to be like a freshman yeah. or anything
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah. so there we go that's the great escape
1: yeah I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I really did. I don't know if
0: I'm going to sit down and watch it again ever from start to finish.
1: No, I, I will guarantee that it will pop on one Sunday oh, afternoon yeah, yeah. or, or just, on a it, bank holiday and you'll go, oh, I'll leave that It's
0: like we talked about with airport and some other stuff. It's like mm. if it comes on, I'd just like leave it on as background noise. Yes. But no, yeah. it was uh, it was very entertaining. Like I said, I think it gets better as it goes on.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: Um, so there we go. We've received precisely two reviews for The Great Escape, one on Facebook from uh, Pete Hammond and one on Twitter from Steve McCullough, and they both said exactly the same thing, good luck. Excellent. So that means (laughs) we're going to die as soon as we leave. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Before we get onto the pitch, Mm -hmm. I did my usual thing. I did my my little shop in Sainsbury's, and of course I went up down the DVD aisle.
1: Yeah. They have a lot of stuff. You went up down the DVD aisle. I went up
0: down the DVD aisle. It's been a long day. Don't yeah, it's, test it's, me. It's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they have a bunch of stuff that we've covered at bargainous prices. Oh, really? So, British people, get to Sainsbury's and on DVD you can have uh, Unstoppable for £3. That's the Hurt good. Locker for £3. Mm. X Men First Class for £3. Wow. Kick Ass for a fiver. Dread for a fiver. Oh, really? And if you really want to push the boat out, you can have Argo for 7 quid.
1: Oh, that's 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 a good bunch of movies. That's there, a good bunch actually.
0: of movies. Yes, I only resisted getting Dread because it was just the DVD and not the Blu-ray. Right. Yeah. I was like, if I, I can think... find the Blu-ray for six pound, I'm not going to spend a fiver on the DVD. No, exactly. Yeah, um, I, yeah. But yeah, they are. They all come with our with our highest recommendation. Mm, I think absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, and well worth the money. What's that yeah. right now? That's Twelve. That's twenty-one quid. Yeah, that's twenty-one pounds for six movies. We highly recommend. Wow. So
1: that's, that's a bargain go, go buy them and then send us reviews that's exactly what I was just going to say oh, yeah. the pitch yes
0: we're doing something slightly different we are um,
1: can you do some talking because I'm really tired <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough uh, so what was it episode 70 was your birthday episode it was yeah, and uh, we did the the mystery bag with the uh, DVD box set of the, the condemned. mystery bag that looked like
0: the Riddler. Yeah. Give me a birthday present.
1: Um, and it was the Condemned and uh, Command performance, and we did the coin uh, toss. <laughs> <laughs> we did the what now? The coin toss. Okay, good. Uh, we did the coin toss, uh, and we ended up watching the Condemned, mm-hmm. uh, which was awful. Uh so we've decided that soon as uh the next episode will be episode seventy five, we figured wouldn't it be good if we uh saw what the other side of that box set was like and uh had a look the at the alternate universe, if yeah, the coin had landed the other way. Uh, yeah, what would have happened if we'd ended up watching command performance? Yeah. Um the wonderful Dolph Lundgren directed, Dolph Lundgren starring. I he think po- also did he write it. I'm just I, think he, check. I think he might have done
0: story by or oh, something. God, the light's not very good in here today. Right. Uh it's a screenplay by Steve Latshaw and Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. Excellent. Uh, and it's not an ampersand, it's so it an, means oh, Steve so- Latshaw wrote it and then Dolph Lundgren did his own pass. Right,
1: okay. Um, yeah, so we're going to have a crack at that. Um, do you want me to read it out? Do you mind? No, I don't no, mind. Go I'm for not it. very good at doing the, the reading aloud thing. It's all right, you need more practice. <clears throat> I'm going to drink any. some ginger beer. Okay, let me get some light on it. Okay, um... A Moscow charity concert turns bloody when armed extortionists take American pop star Venus and her Russian president. No, and the, not a <laughs> Russian president, the Russian president. <laughs> Don't spit that on your iPad. Mm-mm. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, and the Russian, God oh, God's sake, I told you I'm not not—I'm really good at this. OK, so the Russian president and his family hostage. Does that make sense? Yeah, American pop star. I can't remember where you started. Right, concert. American pop star. Russian president and family. They've all been kidnapped by extortionists. Good. Right. Uh, help is on the way when drummer of a heavy metal band, Joe, played by Dolph Lundgren from The Expendables, by who? Dolph Lundgren. Okay. Um, teams up with teams up with a Russian FSB agent. What's the FSB? Uh, I'm guessing Federal that's like, Security Bureau. Oh, Okay.
0: I know that from a Jackie Chan film.
1: All oh, right. Um, uh, they team up. Uh, to fight back, outgunned and outnumbered, they soon realize that things are not as simple as they appear. When ghosts from the Soviet Union come back to haunt the present, so it's basically die hard at a concert,
0: pretty much. But with Dolph Lundgren. But with Dolph Lundgren, yeah. yeah. Uh, I imagine cost much less, yeah, and is significantly less good, yeah. However, it's one of those ones that just kind of has
1: kitsch appeal, camp appeal. Uh, yeah, I think it's just. I think it just might be fun and ridiculous. Absolutely, I think it's just Dolph Lundgren going. I want to show off my muscles, my gun skills, and my uh, drumming skills.
0: Also, I want to direct a movie, and if yeah. we can get some chemistry in there as well, I'll be a happy man. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um,
0: so yeah, this came about. Well, not just because of the the you no, gave me. Of course, uh, yeah. there was. A, I read a list of. I think it was twenty five die hard knockoffs you must watch, and yeah. this was on that list. Mm. Uh, so. This is the one we're going to watch.
1: Yeah, it's, I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing this actually. Yeah, I think so it's am going I. To be very actually. silly, I think it's going to be incredibly very silly. very silly.
0: So that's it, really. It is. We're done. We are. Do we need to talk about timing and things? I think we're going to have to because okay. things are going to get S- tricky. Sit down, people. Yeah. Um, our workload for the next three weeks to a month is insane. Is putting it charitably, I think. Yes, um, because you're away, then I'm away.
1: Yes, then I'm then away.
0: you're away, then I'm away again. Right, and then the London Film Festival starts. Yes, which we work. Yes, and that goes. That's another, and then that's another two weeks. So yeah, there will be disruptions for anything up to six weeks with this show, mostly because we can't guarantee both being in, not even in the same building, in the same town at the same time.
1: No. No, I mean I. I can. I'm looking at a calendar now, hmm. and I'm.
0: Tom's got a fancy new tablet. He's been trying to show it off and use it throughout this whole show, I've by looking up things off. on IMDb, and now yeah. he's looking up things on a calendar.
1: Um, I I think that we might even be the second week of October before we get to before we show. get to do another show we uh, unless we can somehow squeeze another one in before then which we is unlikely look,
0: there's a possibility there might be a day we can squeeze one in and i think if we can do it we should do i think so too yeah. so i think we should both try and watch command performance mm, yeah. before that day comes around just in case we can yeah however please don't be surprised if you don't hear anything from us for a while. Uh, for a month yeah uh, we can only apologise yeah. um think of it as a holiday
1: yeah, you don't have to yeah. listen to us no. baffling on in your ears. No. for. So, uh, actually, I think this is a really good opportunity. Mm. I think regular listeners uh, need to have a quick look through our back catalogue of of movies we've covered mm. and see how many you can watch in that month and send us reviews. <laughs> Even I if think... it's just
0: good, bad, good, bad, yeah, good, exactly. bad.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah. Just send us a checklist of what you liked.
0: I think if they uh, send us a check, you could definitely yeah, send yeah, us a check. Yeah. That'd be brilliant. Um
1: and, you know, if anyone's kind of just got, just, you know, come to the show and you listen to a few episodes, go back, listen to all the others. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's no, there's, you know, they're not time sensitive. No. These are all movies that are available on either Netflix or Love Film or DVD, Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know,
0: just. Or in some cases, YouTube. If you want yes, to, if you really, really yeah. want to watch Kabam Performance, you can watch it in full on YouTube. Dubbed into Italian with English subtitles.
1: That's right. Yeah. Oh, and uh, not forgetting the obviously brilliant Roger Corman version of Fantastic Four, which we really, yes. Yeah, that's on YouTube in its entirety. It is indeed. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, we we may be out of the uh, out of the submersible for for a while, but that doesn't mean you should stop watching movies or listening back to old episodes uh, and do keep in touch. Um, is that my is that my
0: neat segue into yes. the plugs and thanks section yeah or it would have been if I hadn't brought it up as being a segue <laughs> yeah um you can keep in touch with us as Tom suggested you should on Twitter at hys podcast uh, we're on facebook facebook.com have you seen podcast where you can see the last mm-hmm. two videos we put up because yeah. I can't remember the YouTube login the blog is have and the email is podcast at have we like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly if new show posts. We like retweets on Twitter, especially of new show tweets. We like reviews and ratings on iTunes. And we like your pitches for new films, of which we still have a backlog. Yes. And reviews of stuff we've covered. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Upbeat Productions for not kicking us out of the submersible. Hooray. Again. Or uh, setting the alarm. Or setting the alarm, yeah. Mm. Oh, which probably means we'd probably better leave soon. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, of course, to Alexia Marmpir's technical expertise.
1: As always, yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um, we will be back in an indeterminate amount of time. Yeah. Uh, we will probably keep, at least two weeks, maybe up to six. Yeah, not we, sure.
1: We will keep you
0: posted via the social medias. Indeed. Um I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> so, say uh now now's a good time to uh put the slats up in the tunnel. Yeah. And uh make our way out of the submersible mm-hmm. and we shall speak to you again soon about command performance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to this 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 next one next show we do because I think this will be a a fun movie to review.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm switching this off. Yeah. Uh, we shall speak to you soon. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.